0: Another extra special, extra wonderful second episode of Jade Empire here on Normandy FM. I am Eric Van Allen, one of your three co hosts on the season, joined as always by Ken Shepard. How you doing? Tired. It's 10 a.m. on a Saturday. You know where it's not 10 a.m. on a Saturday? <laughs> where where Ki Hoon Chan is. How are you doing?
1: Yes, it's. 11 p.m. on a Saturday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, time zones are magical. It's, it's you know, you ever just stop and think about that, the curvature of the earth, the way, the way it turns, time. I mean. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. I like to think about it because it reminds me of how long Jade Empire is. <laughs> Why? Um, so for this week, uh, we maybe bit off a little more uh not more than we could chew but the exact amount that we were able to chew i i finished playing this gameplay segment yesterday probably around like 7 p.m in the evening after like three evenings in a row of playtime and uh we did not expect i think this section to be as long (laughs) as it ended up being so, if this ends up being one of our longer episodes, uh, blame Ken.
2: <laughs> blame the
0: seemingly, like,
2: the deceptively simple structure of this game. And then I divide it up into chapters, and I'm like, oh, that makes an easy place to cut off every episode. Apparently not. At least just for this time. But looking ahead, this is probably going to be the longest episode, or, like, longest section of the game that we have to cover in one episode. So, should mm-hmm. be fine next week, and the week after, and the week after
0: it is um the the thing about this section this chapter uh in tn's landing where we kind of crash land our flyer and it's Dawnstar star and zoo and our main character and we decide to head over to the town and try to figure out okay well we're gonna need a flyer a wind map which teaches us like where the good winds are that we can follow to get to the imperial city that we need to get to Uh, and we need to look for a piece of our amulet, uh, ends up turning into this hub that is both filled with lots of little side missions that are all kind of varying levels of interesting, um, and also like three main quest missions that are going to ultimately lead us to our goal. So it will be a little bit longer. We will kind of breeze through some stuff, uh, like the side quests. I did one that was basically just these two teachers arguing about way of the open mm. palm versus way of the closed fist, and whichever, you know, paragon or renegade you have maxed out more, uh, you go talk to them, and uh, they will teach you a different fighting style depending on which one you follow. So like I got stone immortal uh, while I was doing this, which I thought would be a way cooler fighting style than it ended up being. Um, yeah i think so to start off this episode as i mentioned we go into Tian's landing we as we're heading in we get this kind of bit from Dawnstar star about how the place just kind of feels off you know very much like foreboding that something's wrong in the town we do meet a new character who shows up while we're fighting some bandits uh a, an assassin looking character uh she's got like kind of this um assassination ninja style bodysuit on and like a veil and all that is basically like oh what are you doing and she has the name silk fox and all that and she's at first assumes that we are working with gal the greater or death's hand but then realizes we're too good at fighting but this this game both here and then once we get into the town and meet up with Hui uh and fight even more uh pirates, bandits, bad guys in general. Uh there's a lot more combat in this section of the game. And y'all, I got to start off with the thing that I just have to say. I'm still not digging the combat in this <laughs> game. And in fact, I feel like it's getting kind of worse and and Kihu and I I kind of wanted to get a gauge on where you're at with the the combat in the game Thus far
1: Um I, I I feel that The combat of the game is um. I mean I, I, I think I think parts of it Can be quite tedious But mm-hmm. It is I mean as compared To the storyline Like mm-hmm. To me Like I'm playing this game Really not Not so much about You know the story itself But Really about everything else So I mean
3: Mm-hmm.
1: yeah like uh the combat is fine to me I I, I don't hate it um I just feel that um, I, s- I, I, I I think that the, the the whole idea of them you know like like, like when you play this game you you kind of have to switch they give them a different like martial arts um, mm. yeah. style yeah. that you can mm-hmm. switch between and I just find that I'm I'm usually just sticking to one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm just yeah. using that like all the time. So like to me it's like I I mean it's not terribly uh like it's not terribly fascinating, but it is it is not a deal breaker for me to be quite honest. Like Yeah. Yeah, nothing much to say about the combat for me, to be honest. Mm. Yeah. But what is yeah. it that you don't like about the combat? Like why is it that that, that you know you, you do feel that it's right for you?
0: I think You mentioned the style switching, and I think that's actually like one of the largest parts of it. Is that I have so many styles at this point. By the time I finished this section, I had like probably three or four new martial arts styles that I could use, including the one that Hui gives you, um, Spirit Thief, which is one that I actually ended up using a fair bit, if only because its like side effects were helpful in some parts. But you know I got a new elemental magic as well with stone immortal and I'm betting at some point it's probably going to let me get another weapon style and also there's a uh, a bunch of demon styles that you get in this area so like we got the toad style in the first episode and now I've got like horse style and I think like rhino style or something based off of one of the other demons i could be wrong about that but i feel like i've got three demon styles now um and overall like it just feels like i have a ton of different styles that i'm using and still the only effective ones in my arsenal are i have my my staff which i just kind of use to poke at enemies and deal with large groups And then I have my Legendary Strike, which is just my basic. I just call it like my basic martial arts. Like it's the one that does damage. And then Spirit Thief, if I need to refill my chi really fast. And then Stone Immortal slash Ice Shards, uh, if I need to do elemental stuff. But it's. And if I was playing on PC, this is the point where I'd say, like, if I was playing on keyboard, I would be able to have more styles hotkeyed, because you can use, like, the entire, uh, like, upper row of numbers to hotkey all the different styles to it, whereas uh, I'm using a controller right now, so you just have the D-pad to to hot switch between them, which makes it easier to quickly switch between stuff, but also I don't feel like... I think ultimately it just feels like rock, paper, scissors the whole time. Yeah. Like I go in and, okay, what is the enemy doing? Are they char- are they either blocking um, or not really doing anything? Okay, I'm going to go for a heavy attack. If they are running at me like they're going to attack or maybe they're charging up their own heavy attack, I'm going to use a light attack to break that up. Uh if they're far away i might use an elemental but even if i use an elemental attack they're just going to run directly at me and aggro directly onto me even if they're in the middle of fighting my right. follower um it just feels like there is a flow chart to this combat that doesn't seem to get altered by the things that i'm picking up i i'm always yep. making the same decisions down this flow chart um And I think that does change in very interesting ways later in this episode with with certain things that happen, but um, I think by and large, it it stays very stagnant for me. Uh, How did you feel, Ken?
2: Uh, I think what is just, what sticks out to me the most, like everything you said, like this sort of like a rock-paper-scissors interaction going on, but like there's a fight that we're going to get into in this uh, with a uh, uh, like a a spirit from somebody that passed when... uh, part of tn's land and was flooded uh named strangler jizu and that was Mm, like i felt like a fight that was just long enough to like really unmask all my problems with the combat in like once in one encounter because it really made it 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 really made it was made apparent how repetitive it is when you can have only one combo per style like you you are literally Mm. like when you're chipping away at a character an enemy that is you know on stronger side has more health and you're just you. All you really can do is the same combo over and over. And they and like spirits, you can't use your weapon on, so you have to use like an actual hand to hand combat style. So like the uh, the style I had been putting most of my uh, my points into was my weapon style. So I was like, okay, I gotta go for like the thing that I've got that's maybe not as powerful, but it's actually going to do some damage. But I was like, how long can I do the same slash slash flip combo before I like you just get I start to zone out and start to not feel very invested in the um uh, the encounter in itself and then i get brutally owned by some because i have stopped paying attention and mm-hmm. uh, i had to do it three times and like like we said last week there are like there are a lot of moving parts that make it seem on you know like on paper like fairly complex and interesting like there are different interactions to uh, be aware of but when it comes down to it a lot of it's just button mashing
0: I mean, I'll be straight up honest in that for most of this section, I was flipping my difficulty down like on purpose. Not even just because I was having trouble with anything, but just because it made the basic fights go a lot faster because Mm. I wasn't having to do this whole song and dance of. Also, the character just doesn't control very well. Like, I really don't like the double tap to evade and all that kind of stuff. And I would end up like, making wrong moves or just doing the wrong thing by accident. Also, like, even when I'm running around the town, I will accidentally do, like, forward rolls and stuff like that while I'm just running around town, and it just doesn't feel good to control all the time. And so I hit a point where I was just like, okay, you know what? I'm going I'm, – I'm sick of having to, like, like – like Ken said, it's not – it's not like I'm even being challenged. I'm just having to pay enough attention – during a fight to play the game of rock paper scissors but the game of rock paper scissors is not engaging me enough so i'm just uh i when you flip it down to basic or whatever it is um it suddenly feels almost like a muso game (laughs) like you just kind of run around and just hit everyone with the same combo like you would in a dynasty warriors and honestly that alone feels at least like interesting enough that i'm like okay this does finally at least feel a little bit like the martial arts fantasy that it kind of wants to be where my character is just this overpowered beating everybody up character and not necessarily like this you know grueling uh battle of wills between you know my character and some random pirate bandit thief whatever It does make some later decisions, like, less of a decision, because it'll be like, oh, but you could skip combat if you do the evil thing, and I'm like, who cares, combat's easy, but. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, there are like, a couple, there are also a couple, like, weird things, like,
2: can you not heal your follower unless you have lost health, or am I just, like, missing? Huh. Like, that is something I noticed frequently, is, like, like, Dawnstar, she would be, like, you know, near death, and I'm like, oh, I have full health, though, so I can't heal, but if she... Like, I have some health loss, using my own like personal heal also heals her, right, but I can't.
0: Right. Weird, weird choices there. I like I'm not actually sure. I've never encountered
3: that. Huh. I
1: I, I don't I don't even think about. <laughs> I don't even think I mean, that's, about that's healing that's my fair. companions. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm just uh like, like I think that the whole spirit healing uh um, um 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 move is very um. I I feel like I tend to abuse it a lot. And so yeah. so for me it's just like I'm just using my sword and I'll be using that spirit move to to kind of like um like 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 I use it to heal myself and then when I'm when I'm on the verge of death then I'll yeah I'll just switch between the two styles. These are these yeah. these are mainly the two styles we'll be using. Unless mm-hmm. of course then with you know, if I had to fight the spirits who are like they they, they are invulnerable to The the, the, the whole like stuff mm-hmm. or sort stuff, then I will, yeah, maybe use like the like, like one of the other styles. I think mine was a fist, um, thousand mm-hmm. fist or I don't know what that is. I can't remember what it's called.
3: Yes.
1: Yeah, it, it's really just switching about uh, around this this few uh, uh um styles, and I I tend to be able to do like like my companions. I just don't really think about them very much. Um. I tend to be able to, like, for now I tend to be able to switch between these styles quite, like, quite well, yeah And maybe uh, my experience is a little bit different because I, I was playing it on, like, on my keyboard So, you know, mm. like like you were saying about, um, you, it's it's easier to kind of switch between all the different styles on, on the keyboard Which is true, like, like I basically have hotkeys for, like, seven different styles And it's just a matter mm. of just pressing one to, to seven just to switch between all these, so... Yeah, the, I mean for me the combat isn't. It's not, it, is, it is not the most innovative. I think they were trying for something a little bit more innovative, um. Mm. But, I mean, having played other um, like, you know um, Sincia, like what 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 I talk about the previous um, episode Sensia is that kind of um high fantasy um martial arts, uh genre. Having having played other uh, others um. It is this... What what Jade Empire has done isn't... Isn't is the most fantastic. But... I mean, it's... To me, it's serviceable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's... It's functional. And mm-hmm. it's definitely more fun than the story. Like, I really don't... I, I
3: just...
1: I just don't really pay attention much to the story. Um, I find it really boring, to be quite honest.
0: Yeah. So, once we get on the main path of the story here, and, like, we get... We get into town, and Hui the Brave is this this character that we run into that sagacious zoo apparently knows um it's it's intimated that they know each other but again throughout the entirety of this area zoo is very much like I'm not going to tell you anything <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
0: um it's kind of his defining character trait through all of this is that you end up having various like loyalty not loyalty missions but like just kind of conversations about everyone's background including, Dawnstar and a bunch of the followers that we're going to get. Cause, God, by the time I ended this section, uh, my campfire went from like two people chilling to like an entire group, like, mm-hmm. just an absolutely massive amount of followers that even seems large by Bioware standards. But, um, we we get more info from just about everybody except for Sagacious Zoo. It definitely seems like he is. secrets guy of the group the brooding guy with the brooding secrets uh but but hui basically tells us that she has been working with uh master lee you know aka mr glorious strategist himself uh for years was one of his most faithful soldiers and was basically told to hang out in to look for this amulet uh piece of the amulet that uh the lotus assassins are also looking for and then just kind of hang out in Tian's landing waiting for our character to come by for i think they say it's like at least one decade maybe two am i right about that ken is that over that a decade I, that's what i got decade. in that's what i've got yeah. on my notes here like Which is, um, just just hanging sus. out that's
2: suspicious it's weird like i it's weird. It's do you weird. Guys think that master lee might suck
0: oh absolutely this this dude I, I i've been thinking that for a little while as I'm like i bet this dude sucks i bet this dude is just actually he's one of those guys who's like I've got a great plan for everything and especially by the end of this segment that plan i mean look not to bring up the book series by uh turf who will not be named i, but, I it was, you're, um, you and i are thinking of the exact same thing like yeah, like that sort of mastered student relationship where you're just like, Oh, turns out your plan involves bad things for the student.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's 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 really annoying, you know, say, so, ah, uh, mm. like like the Yeah, it's it's just really annoying. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Um also yeah, he he just seems to be that sort of like, I've got a plan for everything sort of guys and those are yeah. don't trust those. Never trust those um but we we talked to to hui a little bit and uh we basically kind of get the lay of the land and figure out that we have three things we got to do while we're here so one of the the major parts of Tian's landing is that it's you know right next to a large body of water but that body water has receded because uh nearby a dam has been opened uh thus lowering the water level has stranded a lot of uh sailors and merchants so they have not been able to reach the town and the ones that are in the town have kind of been stranded uh not been able to leave uh and, and go conduct their business so there are a bunch of sailors getting drunk and rambunctious all the time in town one of them burned down the jailhouse uh after an altercation with the really ineffective local um mayor and uh that's something that we're going to have to deal with because also it seems like the lotus assassins are using the opportunity of the water level being low and revealing what is old Tian's landing uh, which was built before the dam was built and eventually it was flooded uh they believe a piece of your amulet which is apparently this amulet that we have that we've been slotting gems into uh has pieces to it we need to recover there are four pieces in total and we need to find two of them and one of them will find us or something like that it will come to us at, at a time of need or something yeah. um so we need to take care of that. We need to take care of the dam and look for the amulet. We also need a flyer because we got to get to the Imperial City because we are still chasing after Master Lee and the Lotus Assassins. Uh, and our flyer is trashed. So <laughs> finding a new one would be helpful uh, because they basically say it's impossible to get to the Imperial City by by foot or or by sea because there are just blockades everywhere. So flyer is our best bet for getting in. Um and also we need a wind map to figure out what the the right route is we need to get to this place so we have our three basic pieces to chase after and the first one i guess we'll talk about is the dam uh because that was the first one i went after um i don't know if if you all also went after the same one yeah, i'm scrolling course, through sure. scrolling through ken's massive novel of notes here. you know you missed them
2: Through all the Dragon Age
0: season, you missed them. I know, I know, I have missed them. And I mean, we also, uh, how many, just out of curiosity, like, how many side quests did y'all do in this area? I guess we'll we'll start with, with Kihoon. So Ken, you didn't do any side quests.
2: No, I just wasn't compelled to, the, uh, I feel like at this point I'm still, like, not super invested in the world. Like, I feel like maybe by the end of this episode, I got to the point where, like, I Maybe just by virtue of like getting a bunch of followers and also seeing aspects mm. of the world that you know, and the places the main quest took us, I was like, oh, I feel like a little bit of personal investment in some of these things now, just because like I have characters who are tied to them in a more concrete way instead of me, the special boy, and Don Star, the special girl, and C H C the guy who doesn't tell you anything. So maybe by maybe by the time we get to the Imperial City, I'll be like, hey, maybe I want to kind of engage with this world a little bit more. But uh, right now, at TN's Lending, I was kind of like, I am laser-focused on getting in and
0: out of here and getting uh, all
2: things that we need to move forward.
0: So. Mm. Kihun, how many, like, side quests and stuff did you get up to in this area? I did everything. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking
1: yeah, about. Like, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, for me, it's really, like, um, I, I do feel that the side quests are, are generally a bit more interesting because... Mm-hmm. Like I said earlier, you 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 really do learn a little bit more about the world, rather, um, which is which is a lot more interesting than than the main quest. And also because I'm a completionist, I I just feel that I have to finish everything. Like it's just the way I play games. <laughs> so yeah, I I I I I think I did everything. Yeah, and I I I don't think we are here at there's there this there's this one particular side quest that I really really actually enjoyed, which is the one that involves the The, the bar. The and the, the barkeep and all that.
0: Oh wait, the bar? Which one was that?
1: I think uh the tea house I think. I think um I think they call it the tea house. Oh. Yeah. Oh
0: yes. Yeah yeah. Yeah. That one was, was really neat. I like that one a lot.
1: Yeah um. that one was really fun. Yeah. And um yeah like it, and again the conversations are uh, just really hilarious. So mm-hmm.
3: yeah, yeah. I,
1: I, 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 I do enjoy the the side quest quite a bit. The main quest is like, uh yeah um, there's a flood I guess and and mm-hmm. I, I, I guess I need to go and stop the flood or you know, do something else. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not very invested in this in, in the story.
0: It's um so the one you mentioned was one of the standouts for me for sure. The um you go to a tea house and you find out that the old caretaker of the tea house uh this guy rolled in from the imperial city with the lotus assassins and stuff and basically showed up with a a writ that said that the land that the tea house was built on ages and ages ago was actually owned by his family and so he now owns the tea house and the woman who takes care of it is this this elderly lady uh who's beloved by everybody and she kind of gets forced into a uh, servant role because of this and loses the tea house but she's very much like oh you know i'm just happy to be here and keep the town and everybody drinking tea and having a good time you know i don't want to cause any trouble but you talk with the the people who've been helping her and they're all like there's something up with this so you eventually figure out that if you get the guy drunk enough uh, but not too drunk. There's like a really fun game, like mini game of giving him just the right amount of drinks to get him. Drunk yeah, that was fun. To, that was
1: uh, really publicly fun. Publicly
0: confess that that he forged the the writ. Um, you can like get the tea house back for her, and um, all of this really just goes to like building up your open open palm, close mm. fist rating. I feel like they're also. There are reasons to do stuff here to get money. Like there were a bunch of I guess we haven't really talked about techniques, but they're basically like these things that you can learn from different merchants that will oftentimes increase one of your stats at the detriment of another stat. Like you'll get plus five body but minus two uh focus or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there are also really, really good ones that just boost all of your stuff. And there are a few of those here that are I definitely thought were worth getting. Uh, that I saved up cash for um, that just boosts all your stats across the board. Um, But like that was really neat. And the one where you, it's like a chain of quests that start with this woman telling you that her husband keeps getting beat up by gang members. And then you go and deal with them and you find out that the gang leader is this woman who the husband had promised when they were children that they were going to get married when they were older and she was having her gang that was members fun. <laughs> beat him up because he didn't, like, keep the promise. And it's that one was really fun because I thought it was going to be like, oh, you know, I, I got in there and I was like, oh, awesome, badass uh, gang lady. And then they started pulling that thing of, like, oh, you know, they made a childhood promise. I was like, oh, really? You're going to pull that with this character where it's like, oh, actually, she's had this lost love since they were children and she's always been in love with him and then you find out like nah she doesn't even really like the dude that much but she doesn't want to be a gang lady forever she does want to own like a house and have children and have a normal life at some point and every other dude in this town sucks And so you end up reconciling that conflict and then helping her find a dude in the town that doesn't suck that she can marry. (laughs) And you can, like, there are, like, three different people. You can find, like, Big Tien, who is this just kind of oaf of a guy. Or you can go find this dude that I think is, it was implied that she was, like, going to, this is the next dude that she was going to try and talk to. And he's this absolute snob in the tea house. He sucks. I hated him so much. I wish I could beat up civilians in this game just so I could punch him. <laughs> but... Yeah,
1: I just insulted him throughout the entire conversation.
0: Mm. Yeah, uh, but you eventually like find a craftsman who makes he makes various different woodworkings, but he's terrible at business, and he can't sell anything, even though he makes really good stuff because he keeps just trusting people too much, and he's not aggressive. And so you kind of like bring them together and you're like, ah, see, she's aggressive. She stands up for stuff. She's got business connections. This guy makes quality products is not going to be a jerk to you. See? And and both of them are basically like, oh, huh, yeah, this could work out. And she even makes a joke like, okay, we're going to need some alone time now to seal the deal. And it's like, oh, it's it's a really good side quest chain. And uh, like he was saying, like I, the the story parts of this this section did not really ring resolutely for me like i did not come away from them being like oh the story in this game is good but it was the side quest that really did like i the world in this game when it's not trying to be this ancient journey of like mystic spirits and world-saving events, and find the water dragon and get the amulet. When it's not doing that, it just focuses in on different characters and their interactions. So much better.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah,
1: exactly. My, I, I really, really agree with that. And yeah, and the 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 the, the quest earlier that I was talking about with the barkeep, I think, I think um at the tea house. So, mm-hmm. like, I think um because he was. You you there is this one part which I thought was really hilarious. You you kind of can hit him up for like some words of wisdom and or something like that, and mm-hmm. and he'll be like, okay, you know that's what barkeeps do, right? They 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 seem to know everything. They know the gossip and they know clever mm-hmm. things to say. So he just said something clever, like just some r- random clever quote, and then you're like, so uh, what what do you mean by this? And he's like, I don't know. I I I I mm-hmm. memorized it somewhere.
0: yeah he's like this this dude who just steeped the tea for the tea house and then suddenly he has to be this sage words of wisdom guy like almost like he's got the um from from charlie brown like he's like lucy with the little setup where he's just like five cents come get help for your life (laughs) and he's like i don't know what i'm doing (laughs) i don't have advice um (laughs) yeah there's a lot of really good i mean even if you talk to the merchants in the area like um one of the ones i talked to a lot was darting Lynx, who was a former acrobat in the circus that the circus had kind of left town and she hadn't been able to because of the uh water levels being lowered and she's just a merchant that ends up selling you like a couple really good techniques and that's it but even then she ends up being this interesting character to talk to and just kind of hear more about the world and get a sense of like what the world at large feels like and if anything i think my frustration with this game is that it doesn't it doesn't put that stuff on more display instead it's like hey go do this mission about the great dam and all that because that sounds really good that sounds like a quest and, and instead it's yeah. like i some poor writer is over here writing the best stuff in the game and it's in all these side quests and merchants that you could totally walk right by and never never notice and yeah, yeah.
2: it's like i might have done it this time but like just hearing y'all talk about it like i'm remembering these things from like when i played it back in the day and mm-hmm. it is like it is interesting to like realize kind of like what we associate strong Bioware writing with is so sidelined in this game so far it feels like and huh maybe like when we're in the Imperial City I'll take more care to kind of really I, invest I, in some of those long stories.
0: I mean I don't think that's that it's an anomaly in RPGs in general that side quests end up having those sorts of really good bits of writing because that's it's really hard to weave that stuff into your main story. Like you look at something like Disco Elysium and the only reason why that all feels cohesive is because the main quest is just so nebulous that all of the side quests are kind of building towards that. And but you look at like mass effect two or mass effect three, or even like dragon age inquisition. There's a bunch of stuff in there that I, I mean, we didn't get around to talking about in some parts like these, um, Temples that you can go into that have various stories of their own going on and, um, side quests that happen, like, we didn't spend much time talking about the whole, uh, the, the flooded town that the mayor ended up flooding that you had to, like, Mm. put him on judgment and stuff, and that's, it's, it's all tied into different quests, but in that one, it's, like, they put it more on display just by putting those hooks there that you know you're supposed to beeline to you know like oh hey there's a fort here that i should capture or oh hey i need to get points that build towards this meta progression so maybe i should go do this fort quest because that's going to get me more points and then while you're there you're going to run into all of that stuff just by nature of being in crestwood so um i think that's just the difference is that At the time, side quests were a little bit more of a you need to seek it out yourself if you want to find it. Whereas I think nowadays designers have found more ways to trick the player into wanting to play these side quests that have all this good writing and stuff. Um, but back on the main quest line that we all love so much, (laughs) (laughs) um, Let's let's head over to the the dam. God, can I, can I I'm trying to find where in these notes is the dam. Do you need me dam to put notes. like bold I kind of need like... that if you okay. want to do that real quick to make my life easier. <laughs> um but the the section with the dam is is we head off there. I guess I should mention we also need to talk to the mayor uh who is just he's he's bad at his job and and he does this whole bit where he's like oh i can't tell you to go fix the dam but maybe if somebody dropped the key and some enterprising person picked the key up and went to go fix the dam i'd be very appreciative also return that key it's the only one i have (laughs) and um we head over there and fight a bunch of lotus assassins um and also various rat demons and such. God, the rat demons, the first time I saw them, kind of were alarming to me. Mm-hmm. I was... Uh, I was like, oh no. Like, you like you have here, like, oh god, the rat demons speak. <laughs> you also <laughs> um, have, like, a moral choice of one of them. Yeah, like, you can get them to give you info, and then be like, okay, you get to live, or oh, I'm going to murder you, which... Is a choice that happens a lot in the section of the game.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like
0: every person you meet. It's like okay, well, I'm going to let you go on your way and live a happy life, or oh, I'm just going to murder you right now. And
3: <sighs>
0: why yeah, is this? Like, why?
1: <laughs> like, mor- morality in this game is it's so binary. It's it's mm-hmm. it's it's like you you are either extremely good or extremely bad and there is no in between it's like if you see someone right, right. you see someone you're like um yeah we'll let you go because i am a good person or i'm just going to murder you there is there is nothing in between right. which uh,
3: yeah
1: i mean i mean it's, it's 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 just so boring and i mean like like i said earlier it's it is it is definitely not it is really it is really partly the reason why the main quest is so boring because it's uh, Yeah, mm. it, 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 it 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 just doesn't have any sort of nuance at all.
2: Right. It doesn't feel like you're making interesting decisions in a way that like they they posit at the the very beginning with Final Mountain that there's supposed to be a nuance to this, but I just don't feel like they ever nail it down and I feel like it's getting progressively worse as the game gets on goes on. And I, like mm-hmm. and it, like no spoilers, but like things that I know happen at the end of this game really solidify that for me. That like what they think they're like what they were attempting to try and really like this kind of like still binary but like nuanced in a way that I think I think they got it down in Mass Effect more than they did here and I've like I I feel like the characterization of your main character feels when you, when you don't have like the voiced protagonist and you are kind of like having to rely on like fully typed out text lines to figure out mm-hmm. kind of, like, who your character is and, like, who you're gonna be in this world. I feel like you have to have that nuance for you to make the character feel, like, meaningful to you, to the player in any way whatsoever. Because, like, I feel like... I I don't care for Dragon Age Origins, but I feel like they did a better job of, like, letting you have a character that you could identify with
1: and I, I, without I'm, having I'm just... that
2: sort of... Yeah.
1: Yeah, sorry. No, I, I was just thinking if it's, um... If, if it's a Bioware thing, because I, I... I mean... Back when I was when I when I first played um uh, Knights of the Old Republic, the first game, like the mor- morality system of um, of of Knights of the Old Republic was also very binary. It's like, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm such a good person. I'm gonna let you leave, or I'm just gonna kill you. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I I think in later Bioware games, I I because I I've only played uh Star Wars and um I think Mass Effect, and I think it got a lot better in that sense, but yeah, um yeah for J Empire, I think it was having that same issue of like oh I'm so good I'm 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 gonna like leave or I'm just gonna kill you it's yeah and yeah like like <laughs> yeah. you said I think it does make the main character really boring and it, yeah he has yeah. zero personality
2: right mm-hmm. and I think with with kotor that was like also a, a matter of like the source material like the light side dark side of the Force, mm-hmm. and I mean like a Star Wars thing where it kind of feels like they had Jade Empire which is as loaded as it is to say, it was like a quote unquote original setting for them to work with, and like that you think they could have established their own rules, and like maybe like they were trying, like they clearly were, like in the way that they described it. I just don't think the execution ever reaches the point that like they made it feel like, like Closed Fist as a path feels very artificial in a way that like, yes, yeah. I don't like it. It feels almost like a new game plus kind of thing, like you do that, your second playthrough just gonna like see like a what-if scenario of the thing that, like, otherwise, like, like the open-palm one feels more just, like, a, a natural <laughs> extension of the story and, like, path for things to go on, um, and kind of, like, picking close fists, it's just, like, how can I, f- like, how can I throw a wrench into the narrative that is being written here in a way that makes it as chaotic and, uh, unlike, like, an unlikable protagonist as I can, and, um, I don't think that appeals to me, <laughs> it, like, it, it is, like, cause, you know, binary morality has, was the way for, like, a really long time, honestly. Like, even, I, I kind of feel like, by the time, of, like, say, like, the time if, if the Second Son had come out, like, that game felt very dated in its morality, like, as recently as Last Generation. And that was cause it was very much like good, evil, like, you know, upstanding citizen versus, like, very petty, angry, angsty man with superpowers. And I just, I... I feel like for all, like, the uh, praise that Bioware typically has gotten for, like, its choice-driven narratives, I don't feel... Like, again, like, I feel like it wasn't until Mass Effect, like, like, they started to find, like, a really nuanced way, even even within the binary that they had established for themselves, to make that feel like I have an attachment to the decisions that I make and, like, the story that I'm
0: kind of, like, co-writing with the studio. I mean, this is, like, this is the Bioware problem, right? Like, I feel like we've... We've talked through this thing so many times and covering so many Bioware games that this is the part of the game the, the part of Bioware systems that just it continually runs into is it creates the studio will create this binary system and you know you have your Paragon, your renegade, your good side bad side of Dragon Age, you have your um, open palm closed fist and I was initially excited. By jade empire because at the beginning they have your trainer that basically gives you this rundown of oh hey this is what each style means like this is what each path means and you know here's open palm which sounds like a thing that is is good and is right but could lead to bad things you know i i think you see shades of what happens if open palm goes too far it turns into this tyrannical authoritarian character who just instills their will uh, enforces their will upon everybody and you see shades of that in like mass effect 3's control ending and then you go the opposite direction okay closed fist is not evil they're just selfish and they act out of their own gain versus the the collective gain of the community but then that becomes like oh what if instead of helping this guy to get an item from him i just kill the guy and take the item that's the faster route for me so maybe i'll do that it's the speedrunner route <laughs> and <laughs> um and and ultimately like i feel you end up in the situation i mean we've talked before about our own issues with with paragon renegade and stuff like that where it didn't feel like there were There was always a right balance there. And I mean, Bioware has come out and said themselves that players continually will always choose to play a paragon, a good play style. And I'm glad you mentioned the New Game Plus thing because I I feel like this just emphasizes that, that there's it's still so hard for developers to create a good evil system where the evil doesn't feel like a what if, where the evil doesn't feel Mm. like... Um, an alternate version because I mean it it does always kind of feel like that when I play these games because you are if you're being propped up and told that you are the chosen one and you're going to save the world and you're going to be this hero and then you just decide like, ah, but screw it. what if I murdered everyone <laughs> while mm. I was doing it? It feels like almost at odds with the kind of thing you're doing. And so that's why, at least for kotor i feel like narratively the way that game ends up going you could almost justify the sort of dark side and why your character would do all these awful sith things and it at least gets there but here they set you up with this thesis this this concept of the two paths this like world accepted concept by the way because everyone you talk to mentions open palm, closed fist all right. the time. It's like a well-known thing where everyone is like, oh, I can read your aura kind of, and I know that you do not walk the way of the closed fist or whatever. So I won't teach you my secrets until you're more evil. You got to go murder more people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, um, and they they set this up as this thing that could be really interesting in these two interesting life paths and, and just ways of being in the world and instead it's like i don't know man what if you just did the shittiest possible thing in every possible circumstance i almost wish there were like trapdoor choices that were more like hey you just did a really shitty thing you probably thought you were going to get close fist points for this or maybe even the reverse like you probably thought you're going to get good points for this And instead, you just don't get anything because we know you're trying to play into a system. So, like, if you just haphazardly murder somebody... Or if you give all your money to charity or something like that, they're just like, we know what you're trying to do and we're not going to give you the points for it because that's not walking the path. That's just you trying to gain the system. I don't... I would almost love that level of friction in the system.
2: Yeah, and, like, an example being, like, in Mass Effect 3, uh, when you... If you sabotage Genophage Cure and Rex is still alive and, like, you are doing things yes. that are meant to get you, yeah. like, the most points in the systems of that game, but by not, almost, like, by not being consistent throughout the whole trilogy of, like, mm-hmm. being a person that, like, shot Rex on Vermeier and, like, uh, did things to uplift the Krogan through some of the games, and then, like, kind of, like, heel at the end to, like, change things up because you think you're going to get the most points into your war assets. It literally
0: takes away all
2: of it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a thing. It's a thing. God, we got to talk about main story at some point. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. uh, that's the thing about this game is I think it's more interesting to talk about conceptually and thematically than it is in the beat to beat. But we do have to do the beat to beat here. So we head down to these ruins after we get the key and oh, buddy, there are, like, spirits everywhere. And besides the rat demons that we already talked about, there are these children who are locked into a flooding orphanage. Um, mm-hmm. And, and like, you, you basically learn the backstory of this town, which is that there was old Tien's Landing, and then after the Emperor, uh, you know, took hold of the water dragon and returned, like, ended the drought, the the Imperial army came through and built this dam so that there could be more water in the area. But the result was that it flooded the old Tien's Landing. And so everyone there remembers this flood. And I think there's some interesting ideas in this area. Actually, it was maybe the part that got me thinking the most uh, because All these characters that you all the spirits that you run into in these ruins areas, you kind of get an idea of who, in let's say, like who gets to survive when the old town gets destroyed. And maybe I'm thinking about this because I'm also like poking away at Kentucky Route Zero right now, and it has very similar themes of like coal miners that were that are killed, uh, because of the town changing and all that kind of stuff. But it's, um, like. All the rich people get out but all the prisoners in this jail or or the coal miners and the um the children in the orphanage are the ones that get left behind and drown in the flood and you're kind of dealing with their spirits and i was like oh this is this is interesting i like this this is this is cool interesting stuff they're hitting on where they're like okay all these people are living happily there's even a dude uh, a merchant who tries to convince you to not close the dam uh, and raise the water level because he's like, "Look, the town might die, or a bunch of people might lose their jobs, but all the sailors will stay here, and I've got tons of wine, and I can I can keep selling it to them. So I'll give you a cut of my profits if you just make sure that nobody can ever close that dam again, and I can just keep selling my wine. And it's like." That that to me is actually maybe a little bit more of what I want from the close fat close fist option, which is like what is the most short term selfish profit I can get out of this because I don't give a shit about these people, I just give a shit about me. Um, but obviously I didn't do that because I'm not an asshole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
3: um, yeah, I, I,
1: I, I kind, I kind of agree that um, like like what you mentioned about the the origins of the of the town. You see y- mm-hmm. you see this this is this is this is I feel a consistent problem throughout Jade Empire, which mm-hmm. is that they do have something interest uh interesting going on, but they they, they kind of failed to capitalize on it. So it's like mm-hmm. like the, the the whole um the whole idea that this new Tien's um landing was founded and the original one was was, was kind of swept away, mm-hmm. um, drowned. Yeah that I I thought that was really really interesting, but like I said, it they 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 kind of reduced it to the whole like uh now there are ghosts there and now there are orphans there and there are some people who yeah I I feel like they don't really like um like if there is a quest where you know somehow um for for instance like um there there is some way for people to to kind of like um go back to the way Tien's landing was before. Like um, you know, mm. where where perhaps the village can go live in the ruins, somehow like like you you really have to make a choice between you know appeasing maybe the spirits for instance in the the the, the spirits who died um needlessly, versus helping a helping a a village who is perhaps you know benefiting from their deaths. So you know, I think there is something interesting here, but. Again Yeah They, they don't cap- uh, They don't They don't capitalize on it Like mm-hmm. if, if For instance Like If The villagers who are living In the in, in the town right now Are somehow responsible For the deaths Of the original uh, People who are living In the ruins I think that would be Really interesting Like you will be like You know Are you going to save A bunch of people Who are kind of responsible For A bunch of A lot of people's deaths Or are are you going to, you know, let let the spirits... You know, I mean, they are dead, so I would just let them stay dead and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, but they don't really do it. Yeah.
0: It could have been a more complex moral problem that you would have had to deal with. And they do... They have the side quest in this area where you run into the children at the orphanage and they want you to bring back their old caretaker because they blame him for why they died. And one of the kids is like, oh, we just need him to bury our bones so we can finally be at rest. And then the other one is like, no, I want to murder him with my ghost powers. <laughs> and, um, and and that's kind of like the ultimate, like, the the failing, I think, in this area is, is, like you said, it would be more interesting if you were having to get these people to reconcile, even just kind of deal with the fact that, uh, you, you talk to people in the new Tian's Landing and there are people who are like, oh yeah, you know, well, it flooded and a bunch of people died, but now we're prospering and we're doing great. Right. So the emperor knows all and we're, we're doing great. And if you had, if the moral choice was more about making them reconcile and deal with what they had done versus just letting them happily live on in their luxury and you know, leaving the spirits worse for wear because the spirits outside of that one side quest, which was interesting and, you know, you can kind of resolve and it. even the way that resolves is like, Oh, are you going to murder a guy who it turns out did try to help the kids and wasn't able to help them all. Uh, and, and he still regrets it and was like getting drunk in the tea house every day when you find him and, and just like it ruined his life for, for years. Um, you know, are you going to just let him get murdered by the ghosts and, or are you going to let him put them to rest and that's that's it that's the end of it like if that escalated just a little bit more and been taken just a little bit further instead these spirits end up just being cannon fodder essentially right. like just things that you can fight in this area and that just i feel ends up working against it you know because we go through this whole area we fight like, like ken you mentioned the fight against the the strangler guy Which was an interesting thing, I think, because you you hear a bunch of stories about this Turnkey guy who apparently failed all the coal miners and prisoners and stuff. And then you actually get to Turnkey and he's like, he's a ghost, too, who's been living in the ruins. And you find out the reason why uh, he didn't save anyone is because the first person he saved was the Strangler and the Strangler strangled him (laughs) (laughs) which was almost kind of funny (laughs) but um he's just like yeah i tried to save everyone and i'm i'm here now and i'm dead now and i guess i'm a spirit now and you can kind of lay him to rest and all that but um yeah yeah. that
1: that that is another quest that i thought is almost interesting so so there is a lot of quests in this game that is almost interesting but they 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 kind of isn't as interesting when, yeah, when that happened. Yeah, the whole Strangler thing was 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 funny. Like, mm-hmm. like the the guy who the turnkey guy who was who was obviously trying to be nice and save prisoners, people that you know a group of people that people don't really think about saving. And mm-hmm. you know, like like if they did make the prisoners like a uh, you know like really worthy of being saved, I think that would have been. Like, not, not worthy of are being safe, but like you know not like a strangler guy was obviously um, he's completely evil He's 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 mm-hmm. like I just love killing people and shit. So again it's it's so it, it, it's, it's, it's the whole idea that morality here is so binary right like like right, right. this guy is in prison because he loves killing people <laughs> and mm-hmm. and there is a chance that he could have you know not died, but he made everybody die because he loves killing people. Like there is this missed opportunity, where you know this whole quest could be something a little bit more um thought provoking, yeah. But they didn't. Yeah, it was almost interesting. (laughs)
0: that's also an entirely missable branch of the quest is like important to mention too is you could just walk right by it and go blow open the wall that you need to blow or walk by the stuff that you would need to do uh so not blow open the wall or whatever not do the orphanage and just keep chasing after the lotus assassin that you're following in this area and just miss all that and maybe maybe that's ultimately again like linking back to the larger thing with jade empire is that even the stuff that sometimes falls short is interesting and and can, like gives you ideas of what this could be, and it's still just like completely missable because you could just be this character who's just like I'm going to keep following the main path and not do any of this shit. <laughs> yeah, it's,
3: it's, it's a
0: it's a
2: weird thing to like say like the, the things that are bad or annoying about Jade Empire at least they're bad or annoying
0: in interesting ways instead of just like yeah. straight up bland.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, we've played worse games on this show. I will say that we one. have. <laughs> Shout to... <outs. laughs> Feel Ty's anger coming through <laughs> Discord. <laughs> um, once we do get back on the main path, though, we do meet what is, I will say, is one of the most interesting followers to have following you around for the rest of this episode. Um, we meet this little girl, um, Wildflower. I had to, I had to, struggle to remember her name because a short while after we meet wildflower who's a very strange girl she turns into a damn demon (laughs) and we have to fight the demon and the demon's like wait you're you're kind of good at fighting what's up with this and you're like yo you were the demon that was supposed to help us get the amulet you're supposed to guard the amulet and he was like oh shit i gave that to a lotus assassin like five minutes ago (laughs) and uh you basically discover that there is residing within this young girl she is the anchor for this ancient demon uh named chaika and now you have this new follower who every time you get into a fight like you're walking around normal in the village and all that kind of stuff you just have wildflower hop skipping along behind you and you get into a (laughs) fight and lightning strikes like shazam and you just turn into chai Ka, and now you have this demon who's just like hitting people and throwing them around and stuff and it kind of owns like i think the one one of the largest takeaways i had from this section of jade empire in terms of like actual gameplay is it felt like they front-loaded all the most basic, boring followers. And then as this whole TN's Landing plays out, they just start yeah. adding these really fascinating concepts for what does it... What can an RPG companion look like? You know, yeah. Yeah, what about I, I agree a transforming you. character? Like, we'll get to Henpecht's, uh ho in a minute, and... I think even Black Whirlwind was really fun to have around and was a cool, interesting buddy to have around. But man, they—they they really, oh, they go for it in some places. That's really yeah, fun.
2: It's—I I would honestly feel like one of my biggest frustrations with the Jade Empire. Not that it's like a, a necessarily a dock against like any sort of thing that, that any decision they made, but like it's really frustrating to me that you can only have one companion with you at a, at a time. Because uh-huh. I would love to see not only like have more time with all these companions like, across the board, but also, like, see them interact with each other more frequently, because, like... Yes, yeah. In order to do that, you can kind have of, like, you have to go back to camp, but, like, there are so many characters here that are already, like, diametrically opposed, and, like, or just, like, the dynamics you can already imagine for them are very interesting, that I'm curious to see, like, how, if at all, they are really able to capitalize on that in the very brief moments of, like, where the is all together, and see like the relationships they have with each other because that was something we talked about like throughout Mass Effect it was like there were like a lot of those characters felt like they lived on their own islands and never really Mm, had relationships until like Mass Effect 3 and Mm -hmm. um I feel like Jade Empire was like like I'm I'm already wondering if Jade Empire was is going to have been one of the greatest victims of that kind of design because you can only have one person with you at a time Mm mm-hmm
0: And it feels like they do that because they have some really wild stuff that they end up doing with the followers that we'll get to in a moment. But uh, again, like, yeah. I think we should probably talk about a recent Bioware, like a mild Bioware happening at the end of this episode. Um, So I'm going to put a pin in that for myself, but um, of of what could have been with Jade Empire. But uh, we get to the end of this main story mission. I think all three of us here close the dam right we we restored Tien's landing to its original state yep (laughs) okay cool (laughs) nobody nobody destroyed and then we got to go back and we got to blow up or or we got to beat up the uh the random bros that the the wine merchant gets if we ended up turning him down yeah um but we also meet silk fox again silk fox shows back up uh, apparently hits on Ken, which, as we know, has historically gone well. Yep, love <laughs> that for me. Love It's his favorite thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I missed this. I missed this. Ken forced <laughs> into these situations. It's my favorite part of doing <laughs> these podcasts. Mm-hmm.
2: Um. Uh, <laughs> we'll have say, I have a lot to say that on next week, specifically. But... Oh, like I, Like, my, my notes, getting her and Dawnstar off my scent is priority number one
0: every single rpg like when i'm sitting here playing it if i'm playing a male character and a female character just starts hitting on me by default without any sort of like interest shown by my character i sit there and i think oh ken would love this this is ken's (laughs) favorite thing in video games Mm. (laughs) this is his favorite (laughs) um so eventually we uh we now we're done with the damn we got to take care of getting a flyer so we have a place to go um so we've heard tell of a pirate camp up the river that we're going to need a boat a boat swain they call it like a boat i don't know what this word is i've never seen this word honestly uh and i i I don't know it's readers listeners out there readers i don't know do we have transcripts these days <laughs> listeners out there yeah. um if, if you know what a boat swain is please message us normdfm at gmail.com and, and slowly explain what a boatswain is to us because i'm so confused by this word but it's, he's essentially just a dude with a boat and uh he's also a super drunk dude and he'll take us upriver through a little bit of charm or intimidation or whatever we want to use to convince him um which i guess we haven't talked about much at this point charm intimidation because it's kind of a weird system like i don't know stats is it it's by your stats Mm -hmm. it's Not it's not even related to your path no because i've just been using gems that have given me tons of charm and that's how i've cleared all my speech checks so far is i just have a bunch of gems that have charm on them so yeah um yeah i don't know it's not again another situation where this game has like a thing that could be interesting and then just doesn't seem to explain a lot about it and also like they could have had something at the beginning where they were like oh hey you can talk to this dude and either get through him using charm intuition or intimidation and those are affected by what stats you have uh but whatever (laughs) uh when we show up to yield pirate cove um there's there's some pirates doing pirate things and uh we have a weird kind of mild choice where an ex-pirate who has been kind of turned into a grog fetcher for the pirates uh is like hey these dudes suck they treat me like shit so i'm gonna drop a cannon on them want to help me do it and and you can be like oh yeah sure or hey what about that slave boy over there who's just kind of like you know sweeping the dock and and tidying up won't he also die from the cannon being dropped on his head And he'll be like, yeah, but fuck that guy. (laughs) Mm. Like, do you want to go fight them or do you want to drop a cannon on them? And I got to tell you, I really did want to see the cutscene where you drop a cannon on a bunch of pirates because that sounds real good. That sounds... I, I I just got done playing Hitman 3, and that sounds like some Hitman 3 shit right there. <laughs> drop a cannon on a bunch of pirates. But I was like, no, nah, I gotta save the slave boy. He's, he seems nice. Let's go help him. <sighs> why can't... Why is there not a dialogue option to find an excuse to get the slave boy away so that I can drop that cannon consequence-free? Damn it. <sighs> um... But after after we do this fight, uh, we head in. We we learn that Gao the Greater is the leader of the pirates. Surprise, surprise! And that the pirates, obviously, as we have learned from the slave boy being present, are also slavers. Uh, and then as we get further in, we get introduced to a new character who is very important to Ken. <laughs> My Jada Empire boyfriend, Skyes, shows up and saves a bunch of slaves like opens their their cages and lets them free and he's this it's a real like roguish uh robin hood type character Mm -hmm. right out the gate which yeah there you go ken congratulations we haven't like
2: like up to this point we haven't had a lot of charisma in the jade Empire like stable of characters so like i'm glad to have him around
0: we have dawnstar who's basically the unsalted butter of companions <laughs> and um, <laughs> and sagacious zoo who's just like does not want to talk uh and so yeah between between girl with a demon and uh roguish slave saving dude a sky and the other one we're going to meet here yeah no there's there's some good ones here he's also he's also a father not to get further in but ken not only got a rogue but a daddy rogue at that (laughs) um Hmm. but yeah so yeah well hey look ken that's a win-win for you right that's (laughs) Ken's like I'm not ready yeah. to be not ready to be step daddy. <laughs> I
2: get I get I get to get get a, get a daddy without all the, like the extra commitment on top. Oh God! It. Oh God! I might need to edit this out.
0: Oh, this podcast took a turn. <laughs> mm. Cute. How would you feel about this part of
1: the quest so far?
0: <laughs> Welcome to Normandy FM when it goes off the rails.
1: <laughs> um, no comments about the <laughs> guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh no (laughs) not my type so
3: (laughs) 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 oh god
0: anyway oh yeah so uh we we keep on fighting pirates and climbing up this place we also meet uh, a woman that we run into here uh who we met when we were first entering tian's landing uh she was she and her daughter were basically like Screw all this mess with the dam and the pirates and stuff. We're just gonna walk out in the woods. Nothing bad happens in the woods, and you can be like, hey, that's a bad idea. There's like all kinds of bad shit happening in the woods. And she'll be like, Whatever, better than here. And you find her here in the pirate lair, and she's like, Well, you're not gonna believe this, but like (laughs) five minutes after we talk to you, we got kidnapped by pirates and they're gonna turn us into slaves. And you're you're just kind of like, yeah told you like and so uh she tells you that her daughter who you also met uh was taken away by the slave breakers and is being uh you know turned into a slave in an upper level and she's like please go save her so that's that's a little little pin little side quest that we can get around to which also leads to one of the god worst worst binary choices in this game but we're gonna get there in a moment (laughs) um uh we we head up even further we get to kind of this workshop and uh we see a lotus assassin who we'll actually recognize from i think he was in the dam area as well um named Lim, who's talking to somebody on this magic i don't know like hologram thingy this is one of Mm. those things where it's like oh we've got magic technology that we're just going to kind of breeze over how this works and how this exists but we've got hologram technology for some reason um and as they're talking to this this masked lady um who we learn is grand inquisitor gia um we also find that gal the greater is here gal finds out about his son's death Good job keeping track of your son, gal mm. <laughs> That happened like a long time. he been dead for time. a minute. Yeah, like dude, he's been dead. <laughs> and, um there's also a builder here, uh, Kang the Man, who is who has been working kinda it's kinda implied that Kang has been working against uh against their will for for gal the greater and that's kind of confirmed by the time we walk into the workshop they throw like some frag grenades at the guards for us and we beat up a bunch of the guards and then kang's like hey what's up uh can i like your note that kang is basically a borderlands character yeah. <laughs> um very like scatterbrain genius uh who builds flyers and explosives and stuff like that so we're like cool join our team, and, and Kang's like, yeah, sure, I'll join you, I got nothing better going on, so, rad, we got somebody what makes bombs, and flyers, and such, um, so, we, we go up further, and find the daughter of the woman who ran away, and the slave breaker, and we beat up the slave breaker, and we get the weirdest binary choice in the freaking world um at this point we can either be like cool we saved you get out of here or god what was the text option it was something like feels like this slave hasn't been broken yet or something like that mm-hmm. and you can basically mm-hmm. you can basically end up still just being a complete asshole or something and I was just staring at that. And I was reminded of when we were playing Dragon Age 2 and we got to the part where you could turn Zevrin over... Or not Zevran, um, Where you could Fenies. turn Fenris over uh, to the slavers and get points with Anders for it. <laughs> um, but I was just sitting there and I was like, I understand that in RPGs we need to have choices and some of those choices are evil. But there are, like, degrees of right. evil and somehow all the like I'm going to murder you now is at least there was some level of justification along the selfish path of like oh why would I bother uh getting this item from you if I can just beat you up and take it okay I get that that's like a selfish thing if you didn't really care about the consequences but like being a person who's just going to be like, okay, cool, I'm still going to, like, give you to the slaver, dude. Um, what? Like, there's... I mm-hmm. I guess there's monetary benefit, but I, that was just the point where I was like, this this morality system just yeah, doesn't it's, work. It's like you're either,
1: like, lawful good or chaotic evil. There is nothing yes, in between. Right. Yeah,
0: There's no... Yeah. 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 Like...
2: God. Like, sometimes we don't need choices. Like, sometimes you don't need to, like, give the player, like, the agency to do whatever they want. Like, if... I like, that, that conversation... Oh, you, you go first. I would say that conversation, I don't think, needed to have that, like, second choice. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't... It didn't need to go that next step, and I don't think... I don't, I don't feel like my agency as the player has been taken away from me if I don't have the opportunity to give a girl up to slavery.
0: I'm I'm looking it up right now because I'm I actually don't know what the other outcomes are because why would you do that Um, ba 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 Fu Yao Yi Feng and Fu Yao Um, Yeah, so the options are so you Lordling Lun which is just a really fun name to say five times fast is is out there and you can either tell him that Fuyao is not a slave and and Lun will flee um you say that Fuyao should fight for her freedom uh, so she that can... was the one that I remembered that was weird yeah, which was also kind of weird or you can collect Lun's payment and sell both Fuyao and Yifang her mother into slavery Jesus <laughs> and yeah. Um. Yeah. Also, if you're trying to get the iron palm thing, you have to let uh, uh, Fuyao and Yvonne go. But like, yeah, it's it's kind so, of. So
1: I, th- I just thought it's kind of weird because, like, the whole idea of you being here is just kind of fucking everything up, and then you're selling them mm-hmm. to slavery. So it's like you you are kind of like this. I'm okay, Let's say you are like extremely evil, for instance, right? Mm-hmm. And you sell them to slavery, but you you basically are here to kind of like destroy the entire operation. So I mean, as a businessman, you're not being very smart either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah.
0: Like cl- like like close fist is supposed to be as as I've understood it. It's like this selfish path of least resistance where you're just going to do the thing that's in your self interest. And there's nothing that is in the self-interest for you outside of getting money for selling people into slavery. And even that just seems like it's overly extreme. And I forget if I've referenced on this here before in regards to like some of the renegade choices and all that, but there's this very famous uh, comic panel strip where there was a crossover between Marvel and DC and it's Joker and the Red Hood or, or Red Skull. And red hood is a different character joker and the red skull uh who is the bad guy from captain america and they're teaming up and then joker's like wait a minute you're a nazi because red skull is a nazi (laughs) in the marvel universe and joker's like hold on, boys, I get the first swing, and he's, like, gearing up to fight Red Skull, who he'd been teamed up with up to this point. And Red Skull's like, what are you doing? Come on, we're both villains. And Joker's like, yeah, but I'm an American villain, and I'm not going to work with a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, that's kind of how I felt about this choice where like, I feel like even somebody who is role playing this way of the closed fists and being selfish and stuff is like, yeah, I'm evil, but I'm not that evil. (laughs) Like, Mm. good God. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah, just ridiculous. That was, that was the point where I was like, come on. Like there's, I feel like there are better ways of doing this sort of moral conundrum than, and also like knowing from Dragon Age two and that they have done this, they right. they will go on to do this again is just like find more interesting find more interesting ways to create like morality issues than like oh we have slaves here and do you want to participate in the slavery or not <laughs> real comforting
2: that they are about to make a game that is about a character liberating an entire like species that has yeah. been predominantly
0: yeah. put in the slave
2: trade which yeah like there's there's a lot of mm. stuff
0: that they're gonna have to deal with the elves that i'm just kind of like with the alienage and with like just the way that elves have been treated in the past and stuff and yeah potentially the return of characters like fenris and stuff where it's like oh oh we're gonna have a lot to deal with here and also like to venter as a whole <laughs> like oh um mm. anyways um once we get through that morality problem um we we start uh, working our way up even further, fighting some demons and such, and we finally get to Gao. So Gao's super pissed off because he's like, "Oh, you—you're the one that killed my son." Yeah, like like you mentioned here, process of elimination, I guess, because we're the only students that survived the attack. um And also the Inquisitor or non-Inquisitor, um, just whatever Lotus Assassin dude is here, and so we have a two-on-two fight between uh our main character and our follower and then uh the two bad guys here gao and lim and at this point i actually did the forest mission before this so i had black whirlwind here and he made it a little bit easy because he just kind of handled gao and i went on the lotus assassin guy and we each kind of had our own dude to deal with and we handled it pretty efficiently um uh, did did y'all find this like a difficult fight at all no. I guess we'll start with Kihun. Yeah.
1: No, completely. I, pretty it's... pretty straightforward. <laughs> this is this this was did, quite I, easy I, to be quite honest, yeah. Yeah,
2: I did notice that they were more uh they used a lot of the AoE attack that like is supposed to kind of like push enemies back. Like I mm-hmm. had a couple scenarios where like they were both using it at the same time, so I was constantly being like pushed into the corner mm-hmm. of the the of the stage. Um so it was at least, like, different, but, like, in a really odd, like, almost, like, almost, like, a glitch kind of way, just, like, mm. the game, like, constantly, like, proccing for them to use that one particular move
0: repeatedly in a way that didn't really seem strategic, but was just, like... Was it that stone move where it, like, creates no, it's that like, cascading thing out, or...? No, it's, um, well, I don't know
2: what you what you'd use on PC, but, like, if you press um, A and X at the same time... Yeah, yeah. You, you yeah, you, like, you have that thing where, like, it spreads it like, a a blast that uh, goes outside okay. of you and yeah yeah and so enemies can do that too and they were just all using
0: it at the same time constantly oh that's weird i feel like uh lim used the stone the like the stone immortal version of that which was weird to me because stone immortal is a move that you learn from somebody who's like a practitioner of the open palm and is like very much like i am like you have to be one with the open palm to understand this and so to see a character that. Is definitely not open palm using that move was weird to mm. me but i was like oh maybe mm. there's like maybe there's either justification for it or it's just a thing like they just will know certain magic and that's it but um yeah i didn't have much of that i ended up kind of stun locking the limb guy and then gal was kind of hard to deal with because he kept doing that dragon fire breath move over mm. and over again and that was really annoying but also black whirlwind is just a hoss and just like beat the crap out of him so i was like cool good job uh we'll we'll talk more about black whirlwind in a second but um at this point sky and kang both arrive and sky kind of gives us his deal at this up to this point he's been kind of roguish you know kind of not really telling us why he's here you know he's got his own thing but um he doesn't like the slavers because they killed his daughter um who's and his wife uh the mother of his daughter had died during childbirth so he's apparently got nothing really left at this point and it was Gao who did it uh but he's also angry at the Lotus Assassins because as we have discovered here the Lotus Assassins are kind of his primary buyers and sellers um and so he's like if you're gonna keep going after the Lotus Assassins um you know I'll team up with you and Kang is also down and yeah. Uh we've got two more companions to add to our campfire and we fly our little flyer back through another <laughs> shoot 'em up mission, <laughs> which is just the weirdest thing. Um we fly we fly it back on to the to the campfire and we've got a pretty sizable stable at this point. Um mm. that we're about to add more to, but it's now we gotta head to the forest to get our wind map and this is the part I kept referencing which is that if we we have to go to this forest and help Lord Yun because Yun has this uh wind map that we need to get to the imperial city and I think if I'm correct I think if we just go up to him and are basically like I'm going to beat the shit out of you and take this map we can skip this part entirely like we could just not yeah. do this side quest which is funny to me in a way that that's just an option like i i think it's funny when games give you that ability to just say like what if, what if i just do this thing instead and you totally can um i like that i like that a lot but we're going to be nice people and do the actual quest yeah um
1: so i mean if you as we lo- i mean sorry just wondering like no, go ahead. so i mean if you do kill him do you really just get the map
0: yeah I'm, I'm pulling i'm pulling it up right now to make sure that I'm, I'm saying this right uh the sickened forest uh there are three ways that this quest can be received okay blah blah blah. we, we don't need all that um i swear i read somewhere the other day that you could just fight lordion and just get the map that way um but I'm, I might be wrong about that. I'm, I'm double checking. Uh, bah, 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 bah.
1: But I, I was thinking, like, if, if you do, like, if you can get the, the the win map, like, by doing this. I think it's a, it is a very classic example of the the, the cold closed, fist, uh, mm. um 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 methods, which, I'll be like, yeah, maybe if I can kill you and just you know, get the map there, or just do it. Very classic close fist, and very, um, I would say more reasonable in the whole slavery thing.
0: <laughs> oh, okay, it was a, it was a different, I think it's a different quest where you can just fight the person instead of doing the, um, instead of doing the quest. So it does mm-hmm. not look like you can skip this part. Okay. I, I misread Well, that would have been pretty cool. cool. I mean, like, that not that been that I would have done that. that been it would have been, yeah, like,
2: just a,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah that's weird i could have sworn it was lord young Uh, i'm gonna keep google searching this while we talk about it but um the this this whole area this like sickened forest is basically like this this formerly wonderful forest that used to exist um just north of Tian's landing that has kind of become corrupted over time and we need to lord young wants us to figure out why he has his suspicions that the the forest shadow which is this fox spirit that watches over the place um is is not an ally like they used to be or maybe something has gone wrong with her or something like that but he's basically like hey look go in there find my hunter um spirit catches leaf he'll know what to do go find them um and as we head in one of them we fight a bunch of spirits, this place has a bunch of spirits and probably one of the one of the most annoying enemies I've dealt with up to at this point, which is like those spirits that sit way in the back and just shoot mm-hmm. beams at you essentially. Uh because it takes forever to like close the gap with enemies in this game and they don't close the gap, they just sit there shooting spirit balls at you. So that yeah, was I, fun.
1: I, I think the I think the combat sec uh section for, 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 for these um area is actually like it's quite tough. And mm-hmm. like for me, this is like the last part of the game that I I played because I just thought that like, this 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 section was like really really tough because of the enemies. So yeah, this was my last yeah. yeah my last part yeah.
0: It was it was rough at parts. Um, and we get to some combat encounters that are actually really tough here because we get to the bridge and we find a dude, and this dude is sketchy as hell. <laughs> this dude is already saying some stuff that is like setting off my alarm bells going like oh there's something up with he's speaking he's you know he's saying one thing that could also mean another in a way that i'm not really like wild about and also i've got at this point i had um wildflower with me and wildflower is a really fun follower to have around because every once in a while uh you know you'll get dialogue from wildflower but you'll also get uh dialogue from um chai ka as well and when that demon talks through the girl her eyes get it's like justice kind of Mm. where her eyes get all blue and she speaks in this really deep booming voice so she'll be like haha this is kind of fun and then all of a sudden like you must go further (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like oh shit (laughs) um so this is one of those situations where I'm talking to this dude and he's saying all this weird stuff like, yeah, it'd be great. We'd love to have you for dinner and we'd love to to serve you. And Chai Kha's like, I don't like any of this, man. Sum's <laughs> <laughs> up. But uh, yeah, before we he's basically like, look, there are a bunch of us at the inn. We're all starving. We need help. Please help us not be starving anymore. really just laying it on thick at this point Mm. but uh then a fox spirit swoops in and turns him to stone and shatters him and then turns us to stone and tries to kill us but then kind of pauses and then we break free of the stone and fight her off because we're as we will eventually learn we are we are very special people uh we are we are the best we are special boys and girls yeah, we we're, were chosen, you know, and uh, we head off. So I, I imagine all of us did the inn, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Kihun, did you? You also did the inn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> so I think you can also like not do the inn at this point and just go to the temple anyways. But I mean, I feel like the game was basically signposting it like, hey, go to the inn. Um, so we go there, and for some reason, this inn. There are, like, spirits outside it that you have to fight. But once you get in, like, everything's cool. Everything's normal. Nothing bad is really happening. Also, uh, you can talk to the keeper um, of the inn. And he's like, yeah, man, don't worry. There's nothing bad here. No no fox spirit's going to turn you into stone here. It's all good. Why don't you just go, uh, you know, just go hang out next to the cook. And, you know, if you want to rub this butter on yourself, that'd be great. You know, <laughs> and just take a bath in some aromatics. You know, that'd be that'd be excellent and <laughs> we head to the back and we meet handpacked handpacked ho i was handpacked ho mm. um uh but he's he will eventually be a follower but here he's just kind of an an npc at first who's kind of trying to drop us a hint so ken i see that you did not do the thing right away um it's at this point that you can pass like a charm intuition intimidation check with him and basically get him to spill the beans on what's going on and he'll basically be like look you need to go talk to the keeper and you need to say like these exact words like uh who are the children of the mother or something like that and uh you go and you talk to the keeper at this point and he's like why do you know those words what are you talking about he's like okay fine the jig is up we're all cannibals and then they all like magically poof into these abominations that they have been all along only Henpecked toe is the normal one everybody else is this like evil cannibal abomination and you have to fight all of them to not get well first they offer to you to be like hey why don't you help us kill the forest spirit because that's what we really want because the mother is this thing that opens our eyes to the wonders of eating people (laughs) (laughs) and uh if you help us out then that'd be great and you can be like no i don't really want to do that and they're like okay cool we're gonna try to eat you now and you gotta fight all of them but um yeah, did you not? I, I, Kihoon, did you do this section?
1: Yeah, I mean, I wanted to do everything anyway. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I, 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 did. I guess. Um, I, I, I did find. <laughs> I did fi- uh, I did find a part of this um, uh, quest quite quite funny, and it also proves like, just how boring and how stupid actually, <laughs> the main character is. So, I mean. Further on in the game, you 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 kind of like uh realize that the first guy that you met um who who you run into and who who said that he's His his um like he's he's going to go to town for help he's he is also like one of the cannibals as well so which is funny and you know when 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 he was first killed and then you know like after that when the game tells you that you know everybody in the yin the inn are like evil cannibals who who are like demon cannibals or whatever then I'm like oh yeah it figures like 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 the guy that you ran into in the f- in, in 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 the earlier part of the game of of this area is probably a cannibal as well. But you know a few things happened later and you I, I realized that the main character did not realize that which was kind of funny. And mm. there are, like, dialogue options where you can be like, oh, my God, I didn't know that that guy was a cannibal. And I was like, oh, my gosh, are you stupid or what?
0: <laughs> yeah, like, there's there's a dialogue option later with, with um the Fox Spirit once we actually get to that part where uh, you can be like, wait a minute, like, they're like, why do you think you encountered that man on the bridge and talked to him? And you're like, wait, he was a cannibal? <laughs> and I'm <laughs> yeah. just sitting here like, Oh my god, this is a dumbass I'm working with. Here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> and and this like I, I, I vaguely remember a few other um, instances when you know, you realize something earlier than the main character right. did. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like like your <laughs> your your like like you can kind of see certain things happen and you know when it happened you're like, Oh yeah, that I, I figured that, that would have happened and the main character was like, Wait, that happened? Like
3: mm-hmm.
1: Like you Like even You're not even really connecting With your main With if if the main character the, the, Your avatar so to speak In in, a, in any Sort of like Meaningful way Whatsoever So Yeah There's that huge uh, Disconnect There
0: I think it's great That we finally have A canonical himbo <laughs> As the main <laughs> character <laughs> just, mm. It's very important That we have that In this game Um mm. Oh, speaking of himbos, we're about to go meet Black Whirlwind, who is <laughs> the greatest. Oh my god! Well,
2: I went to go uh, meet him. Well, because like there is like a different yeah, order you of met operations. him right away. Can, Yeah, because yeah. like my way of exposing the cannibals wasn't talking to how it was uh, finding out about a crystal that we're gonna find out here that apparently the people at the end have that they're trying to. Well, the, the, you you noted, know like the ritual, the Black Whirlwind
0: and his friends are trying to do. Mm-hmm yeah it's so no matter what you do you end up finding out that there's a ritual that needs to be done at the temple which is where spear catches leaf and a mercenary who's working with him uh named black whirlwind is um black whirlwind drunk as hell thinks we're a ghost uh we fight him a little bit and and then he's like okay never mind you're not a ghost you uh you fight like a normal person (laughs) and uh spear catches leave is basically like look um this this portal here we've got to like set up this ritual here to do something that should help the forest and help the the fox spirit because there's something wrong there's something wrong going on here and um at this point uh for myself and for kihoon uh who already did the innkeeper stuff uh, we already have the crystal for Ken. I guess you had to go back to the inn mm-hmm. and deal with them then, and so yeah. you just kind of like confront them, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we're cannibals."
3: <laughs> yeah, I had, to, I had to
2: bring up the crystal specifically, like that uh, they had it, and then you know one thing led to another.
0: Yeah, and then you beat them all up, um, and that's when we get uh, Henpact Ho as an actual com- uh slash follower. Um, he's he's kind of fun. I like him. As as a character, um, I
2: I don't like the his, the trope of like my entire thing is I hate my wife.
0: That yeah, that gets old. That is, and he does have like funny moments during some cutscenes where like it's a bit like he's a one bit character, but at the same time, I don't know. by By the end of this, I was like, okay, you know, first time, ha, huh, that's kind of funny. You know, he's henpecked. You know, he's it's his wife. Tells him everything. He's like, "Oh, my wife." And then, by like the tenth time, I was like, "Okay, we get it. You know, your wife tells you to do everything. We get it." He's he's a wife guy. <laughs> and <laughs> by like the thirtieth time, it was somehow circling back around to being funny again. or I was like, "Oh, oh, that silly guy. He's, he's back up to his wife guy antics." I don't know. I'm going in cycles with him. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see where it eventually lands. But I don't know. It's, I. He has a bit. <laughs> it's his thing. But his his other thing that I think is actually maybe one of the coolest things I've seen in this game so far is the way that he works as a follower, which is that he doesn't really fight. He just kind of chills in this like barrier and throws out power-ups, which are these like casks of wine that allow him or allow us to use a drunken master style which is a really really powerful style uh but we have to keep picking up wine jugs to be able to keep using it and i was seeing this and i was just thinking about like in mass effect how a lot of the followers they each have their own like signature abilities and all that but for the most part they kind of adhere to the uh to the standards of like what shepherd could also be you know the different classes like sentinel and adept and stuff like that and I was just thinking about all the different characters in this game and how they all have very different styles, you know, like Dawnstar and Sagacious zoo are probably the most vanilla. Whereas you have other characters who are like, sky is this very roguish character. Who's very fast. You have girl who turns into demon. You have black whirlwind. Who's basically just always spitting around and using these like big burly moves and axes and stuff like that. And then, uh, who is this like really interesting concept for a companion character who does not like just enhances you and does not actually directly fight. And I, this was the point where I was like, it'd be so cool to see Bioware try something like that in a future game. Like I think of Persona 5 and the way that Futaba ends up being this character who's not really part of the combat party but is still part of the battle party and seeing more stuff like that which just like just ways to tool with that that isn't just kind of creating a character that is really functionally similar to just another created player character you know
3: yeah
0: um it's a cool thing i, I ended up i i didn't really use it much because i ended up not liking drunken master style that much the way it yeah, handled that's... um the heavy attack felt kind of awkward and stuff the one where you like fall flat as a plank and all that so right um but it was a cool idea i like that idea a lot um so we we go do the the temple uh we do the the thing where it's we just gotta combine the right colors and open the right furnaces and then we just open a portal to heaven I i thought it was really funny that the portal just says heaven like this okay this might just be me this might just be a thought that i've had because fun fact whenever i see christmas in a fictional universe i always like to think that this i i'm pretty sure i've mentioned this on here before that if christmas exists in a fictional universe That means that Christ had to exist in some way for there to be Christmas. (laughs) And so the thought of suddenly Jesus existing in that universe is really funny to me. And so when I saw the concept of heaven, because there are concepts like an afterlife or something like that, but I feel like heaven, that word, that phrasing specifically, is very Christian or Judeo-Christian at least. And I saw that and I was just like, why did they call it heaven? Yeah, why? I,
2: mean, I thought it was weird. Because, like even
0: the place—not not spirit world, not... not afterlife, not question mark—I don't know. But calling it heaven was just really strange to me. I don't. Maybe this just stuck out to me. But
1: I know. no, I I mean, I think I think there's an interesting point uh, you 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 made because um, <laughs> I mean at at, at the end end of the day. Um, Jade Empire was made by a bunch of white people. Um, mm-hmm. so I mean, their their decision to call it heaven was uh, I I I guess I I mean I guess for you guys when you think of heaven, you really think of the whole like the whole Christianity thing, but mm-hmm. uh, I mean I mean for for like um in 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 Chinese mythology as well, there there I mean we definitely have a concept of heaven and hell. And like, okay. and I and 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 I mean, I mean when I when I saw like we, we just go into heaven like this, uh, I mean in in Jade Empire, and I was like, oh okay, um I mean to me it didn't seem very it didn't seem very christian and and the, the and the whole idea that you still get to see like um there is that whole um 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 spirit foxes um I can't remember what they're called, mm-hmm. yeah, it it it, I mean. Yeah, it it did seem uh, it, it it honestly didn't seem that far off from um okay. what I imagined. Like like it it, it didn't seem that far off from from the whole like uh the 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 whole Chinese um version of of heaven, so to speak. Um, mm. it 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 wasn't that bad actually. So yeah, it it's interesting that you brought that up because. Um, maybe it's the maybe it's the words that they use like like for you guys maybe yeah. you 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 kind of associate the word heaven with Christianity, but it, it it like like from my point of view it didn't seem that bad it was it was actually it 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 kind of resembles um um I would say like Chinese heaven, kind of it's not okay. so bad yeah,
0: yeah that's I I I'm glad I'm glad that we have you on to like talk about this stuff because that was definitely a question I had walking away from it was i'm so used to the idea of like the christian heaven and all that i've only ever heard you know other times it's just referred to as like the afterlife or even like i just got off of playing uh, hades and so there you have like you have hell but hell is kind of different in the context of hades and really it's more like the underworld um or, or like concepts like valhalla and in in, in norse mythology and so like I, I was curious about whether heaven was this this universal concept or not, and and like you said, once we actually get into it, it is like its own. I mean, I don't think Christian heaven had fox ladies in it. Yeah, like now I'm, like at gotta least go read my Bible again. <laughs> yeah, like
1: like um, I mean, I mean in. I think it's not so much of Chinese mythology it's more like I think it's a, I th- I think it's a very a uh, Taoist thing or like a Buddhist thing mm. um oh, okay. yeah. yeah but I mean we definitely do have the whole animal spirits um like 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 right. thing going on um but again like I mean I could be wrong I mean this was just my experience like growing up and watching a lot of these kind of shows and and you know being immersed in in this kind of stuff but like you know, I'm not I'm 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 not an expert in this. But when I saw this, and then after that, you 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 were kind. Of, we we run into another um, I I, I guess deity who is is a deity who 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 is who who looks like an elephant or something. And I was like, oh okay, yeah. that was. I mean, I mean to me, it didn't seem that bad. It was actually, I I mean to me, it was pretty ac- like no. I would say accurate. I don't think they're going for accuracy here, which which I'm actually quite um okay with, but. Like the whole essence of it, I think it's actually pretty. It's it's actually pretty okay, yeah.
0: Like, like tonally, tonally, it was the right sort of thing that
1: you. Yeah, to tonally, good. yeah, that's, it that's, wasn't like, like I don't see like um, I don't see anything particularly odd about it. And when they're all say, oh okay, pretty interesting, and 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 the first guy that you run into, your is <laughs> essentially your your portable uh, shop shopkeep, uh, shopkeeper, the first guy that you run into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Too. Yeah, like okay, like the inclusion of that character was kind of funny and kind of weird. But I mean y- like in 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 I would say okay, this is quite Chinese heaven for now because it's it's a bit Hard to discern. but yeah, in, in 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 Chinese heaven so to speak, there there is like like different like um courts. Like I'm 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 mm. kind of I'm kind of interested to see if we get to see more of heaven for the rest of the game because like if yeah. Like we we there there we we do have like a emperor who who lives up there and then they have like 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 there is there is the whole like, um di- like we have a heavenly king or something and 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 all all that kind of stuff and I'm I'm curious to see if if like you know Jade Empire would kind of delve into that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if this is the only glimpse of heaven that we're going to see, I'll be a little bit disappointed. But I hope we get to see more of it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it's I I'm glad I'm glad we have you on to like shine some light on that stuff because it is like I think once I started getting further into this initially I was like oh heaven like are we doing this and then once once we got into it it was I I think the fox spirit stuff is actually interesting. Zinbu is by the way like immediately one of my favorite characters because he is this <laughs> character who's basically like he's one of he got fired from his job because he could not keep up with all the like chaos you were causing like he's basically supposed to be one of the keepers of um the abacus of the world you know maintaining balance and order and so that all things are kind of kept even and if you have black whirlwind with you here you get a really really funny line about how an entire department can't keep up with all the chaos that black whirlwind causes um because he's basically just this drunk uh like chaos loving himbo of a character that i love very dearly Um, i forgot to mention but he has a really great dialogue when you first meet him about stories of him and he tells one where he was basically naked drunk and wielding two axes and took on an entire fortress um and he's god he's just a lovable buffoon. Yeah, um, I love him. He's great.
1: Talking about that, right, um, I, I I, don't know whether you guys know this, but you do, like... do you, Are you guys aware that he's kind of like a... He's kind of like a stereotype of a very typical Chinese character. I don't know whether you guys have seen any characters who's, like... Who's
0: Zinbu or Black World Black
1: World Like... Oh, okay. Yeah, like, um...
0: He, he definitely reminds me of, like, the, um... Of, like, certain characters from, um... Oh, why can I not think of it? Uh, Wu Shu Wei, um, three kingdoms, Romance of the Three Kingdoms. Yes, yes, he- there
1: was this guy in Romance the of the Three Kingdoms. Um, I think, I okay, I didn't play the game, so I'm not so sure if they renamed the 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 the, the guy in there. But there was this, there was one guy who is called um Zhang Fei, um yeah, in Romance of the Three yeah. Kingdoms. Yes, so I think. Um black whirlwind is definitely like a like um he's a very common uh stock character in 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 a lot of chinese stories like there is this mm-hmm. other um chinese story i think um it was a classic like you know romance Three kingdoms Is one of the like classics Chinese classics that like all of us read when we were younger and mm-hmm. I think another one is called um water margin I don't know whether you guys heard of that, but there was this other guy who It's, like, Black Whirlwind is obviously, like, um... Like, uh... Like, uh... He's definitely inspired by this guy. I can't remember his name. I think his name is called... Li Kui or something. Uh, in... In in Water Margin. But... Mm -hmm. Just like Black Whirlwind, he was actually also... Li Kui himself. He was actually... Famous for being, like, not very smart. Um... Like, being super beardy. And also for holding two axes. So... Mm. The, the 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 inspiration of like Like the character of Black Whirlwind Is definitely Definitely like Like a homage To These characters Like Zhang Fei and Li Kui Yeah so It's Interesting to see him there When I first saw Black Whirlwind I just I just turned around And then My sister was watching me play um um Jin Empire And I was like Hey look Zhang Fei is here And then she just laughed Yeah It's <laughs>
0: Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, yeah no, very I, recognizable
1: correctly.
0: I, I got into Romance of the Three Kingdoms because of Dynasty Warriors, and then ultimately, I I've read parts of it. I don't think I've ever managed to read sit down and read all of it, but that that was a part where I was like, "Oh, hey, yeah, it's it's like that style of character, awesome!" Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. I always, exactly. I, I always like those dudes because they're just like you know they're you know what you're getting with them, and they're just. A bundle of chaotic fun in in the good way not in the closed fist jade empire way so um yeah no i, I dig him but zinbu shows up and he's basically he got fired because he could not keep up with all the the issues we were creating so now he's our shopkeeper and we just kind of he's a follower you know quote unquote he's like in our follower list i think but yeah, the, basically your, your, your he just portable, shows up the <laughs> Yeah, he yeah. just shows up at the campfire to like, so we can buy and sell stuff. I think with the implication that he will probably end up being like our Spectre requisitions person who will probably have really good things as the game goes on.
1: Oh, um, I, I, I do want to point out something though. I, I did think that, again, <laughs> it was his character was also very, I would say he's very true to the whole um, depiction of like um, Chinese mm. heaven as well because mm. it's, it's very bureaucratic actually. Like you, you have you 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 have generals in there, you have your king, and it 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 is actually quite um like um I would say like it is a place where like you have to do a lot of paper records and stuff like that, and for him to actually say that he's he's just like he he I think he got passed over for promotion or something I I I. I I cannot remember.
0: Yeah, he he like gets in trouble. For, yeah, like, because he's supposed to be tracking you, and it's been like impossible. And yeah, and so he's all like frustrated and coming to you, and he's like, "Okay, well, I'm going to be your shopkeeper now. Yeah, I'm going to make sure I'm going to get back get back in the good graces of the higher ups with this."
1: It's it's kind of it's kind of weird that he would like usually like deities in general they they won't go to a human being and just go, "Hey, I'm just going to pop into your." pocket and just yeah. be with you. But, I mean, his background was actually pretty accurate. Like, I mean, not in the accuracy sense, but the, the whole atmosphere and like vibe of it was actually like, it was pretty accurate. Mm-hmm,
0: right. So, we got Zimbu, we got to fight up through heaven, we meet more fox spirits, fight some more demons that are being sent by the mother. Now I'm suddenly realizing that Ty is also feeling signals through the air because we're talking about the mother um, really missed out on an opportunity with this episode, (laughs) but um, we get to the top and two, two important story beats happen here first. And so the first one I want, I want us to talk about is um, when we meet the forest spirit, the the fox spirit, um, she, she tells us like, Hey, you've been seeing the water dragon, haven't you? You've been like, you were supposed to come to me. It was intended that you were going to come to me. That, that Fox that, that helped you on the bridge and almost killed you did not kill you because I didn't want you to die. It was not your turn to die yet. And, and I feel like I've been sensing that you've been seeing the water dragon. So throughout all this area, we've been getting these visions of, uh, the lady from the caves underneath master Lee's house uh, that kind of make us black out and envision her. And she always says very foreboding things about someone who has stepped beyond their position. And there might be a cost associated with our journey and blah, 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 you know, is foreboding, foreshadowing, all that kind of stuff. Um, so there's like a little bit of confirmation here that like, Hey, this blue lady that we're seeing in our head visions throughout this entire section, might be the water dragon. So there's something going on there. Um and the foreshadow kind of confirms that a little bit.
1: I wanted to say that every time every time your main character like have a vision and he just collapses on the floor, I just burst out mm-hmm. laughing.
0: <laughs> yeah, just like blacks out on the spot, just like, oh well, time to take a nap I guess. <laughs> it's it feels very arbitrary too. like they happen at very strange times. I guess they, they put them in areas where it would make sense for like your character blacking out to not be a problem, you know, like between big fights and stuff like that. But yeah, it just did feel kind of weird where it's like, Oh, well, uh, there's been a shift in air pressure. So now I'm going to pass out real <laughs> quick and dream of the blue lady. Yeah.
3: Um,
2: and it was, it, it's, it's been something I've just kind of, there's like a lack of elegance to like, The actual exposition a lot of things where they just kind of like plop a character in your path so you have to talk to them or
0: make you pass out in the middle of having a conversation in heaven and then you just get right back up (laughs) and and the forest shadow is like oh hey you're back (laughs) um which by the way as 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 kihun mentioned before there's there's a uh there's the forest shadow and then also this kick-ass helper uh slash guardian elephant pal shining tusk who i'm like yo can i just play the rest of the game as shining tusk because shining (laughs) tusk seems like a badass like i want to be that character um who does not trust us by the way so we we get a little bit of exposition on the water dragon side we also now get a choice and it's kind of implied that the forest shadow is like you have a fork here you have different two different choices that you can make you can either uh help me kill the mother uh and end this because basically the the battle raging in the forest between the forest shadow and the mother has come to a standstill where each side is now strong enough to pose a challenge but not strong enough to win the war And you are kind of the X factor that could flip the tables on either side of the conflict. And Foreshadow is like, you could, you know, kill the mother, help me out, bring some peace back to this forest, you know, do the right thing. Or as you were kind of like given a hint of earlier on at the end, if you went this route, you could kill me and let the the mother and the cannibals take over question mark and uh just let that happen and god damn (laughs) like i i feel like this game and ken you have this in your notes here too but like if they really wanted somebody to feel like there is a reason to take this path. There are so many ways that they could have gone about it. And I just feel like if you're taking the, the kill the forest spirit, help the mother path, you are just like intentionally doing the worst possible thing you could do at every outcome.
2: <laughs> Causing problems on
3: purpose.
0: Yeah. Like, like, cause, like she
2: doesn't like the forest. Uh, the foreshadow is not positioned in any way that is evil or like malevolent or like causing a problem for you in any way. She just wants your help. All it. Like there, if it, it, it feels like like choice in games is not like I don't. I don't. This is a weird thing to like say. But, like I don't feel like there's inherently value in having choices in games. And so mm-hmm. like when you when it feels like you are making choices for the sake of having them and like so you can. Kind of like ascribed for like a, like this ideal of like player agency, and that games should be this interactive medium that you should have like the ability to put your hands on and like really like change the story in ways that like are meaningful. I don't. I feel like that value gets like so like people get so up like up the ass of that value that they don't really take into account like are these choices meaningful like are the the options I'm giving players. Like, is there equal weight to both of them? And, like, I kind of think, like, we've gotten better as, as time has gone on, but, like, there's also a part of me that, you know, like, the, the the choice with Fenris wasn't that long ago. It was two games ago that you were allowed to sell your friend out to slavers because, you, because it was just an option that was given to you. They,
3: I'm more... They had,
0: mm. I'm just gonna say I'm more into those ideas if it feels like they're at least trying to create some sort of in universe justification that feels like a player who might be playing it for the first time might take that option and like the options i think of like that are like the ones in mass effect 2 where you can kill the pilot who's working on the 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 assault helicopter sort of thing or kick the guy out the window and like all of that like like those options make sense to me as i'm like oh yeah that's like you know their their whole modus operandi there for those characters was like good cop bad cop that kind of like jack bauer or follow the book sort of character and it makes a little bit of sense to me then that like okay you're doing this thing that might be a little bit excessive but it's going to offer you the path of least resistance and help you out later on so by you know doing things not by the book you're you're helping yourself out a little bit and that all makes sense but here it seems like You're just being given options that, again, don't line up in ways that make obvious sense for helping the player. Like I don't really see what the benefit of helping the cannibals or the mother is. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like there's an implied reason to help them. Whereas there is reason to help the forest shadow because she at least like kind of guides you and is aware of your quest and the water dragon and stuff like that. So there's more implied help there along with the benefit of like saving the forest and making life better for everybody and i just i I again feel like the evil in this game goes just a step further than it needs to and even in games like you know, Kotor, and the way the dark side can can go with with the ways that some of that stuff resolves. At least it feels like that lines up with their idea in the world of the Sith and what the Sith mm. do and what the Sith want. Whereas here, I I just kind of feel like they just created the the most like we're going to create two sides to this conflict and you're going to pick one side or the other and one will be the good side, one will be the evil side and that, that will line up neatly with our open, palm, close, it's like it's, you're seeing the gears. That's mm. that's really what it is, is you're just seeing the cogs of the machine too clearly and you want to mask that stuff and I just don't feel like they accomplished that here.
1: Yeah, I think you nailed uh. it. Like, I mean for Star Wars, like even for like the so-called like the dark side, it's very easy to, it's very believable to see why someone would kind of fall into the dark side. And I, and in a way it was, it was a story that, that has been told like over and over again. Like there is a reason why people will be tempted by the dark side, but in this game is, yeah, it just doesn't make much sense.
0: So, I mean, we all, we all chose the forest shadow, I'm assuming then, (laughs) (laughs) Um, we, we head off to fight the mother and beat up... Well, I mean, Ken had to beat up some cannibals. We already beat up the cannibals. Uh, we head down and we've got... Um, okay, this is interesting to know. So you had Sky here and then Sky takes off and uh, Ho and Black Whirlwind show up. I had Black Whirlwind with me already, so only Ho showed up. But that's interesting that they mandate those because they do... Those characters like show up and talk in cutscenes later and stuff. And so I was thinking to myself while I was playing that, I was like, did they really... Create multiple cutscenes for depending on what follower you had and all that. They but did not. I, I, they, I for some not. like it, it. wasn't really. I mean that's it's well. underst- I, It's understandable, I guess. Like like Ho's whole reason for being there is he's just like, yeah. Well, I was like kind of trapped by these guys, and I want to see it through. And Black Rollwind's, I guess, is just like I have a job to do or whatever. Um. After after dealing with a bunch of cannibals and. In my case mercy killing a dude on the way in Mm. which was i mean i feel like that was the right thing to do but that's like maybe an example of interesting conflict of like let him live and that seems like it's a good idea but that might turn into a bad thing whereas like mercy killing him might seem like it's the evil thing to do but could actually just be the greatest benefit for everybody like hey here's an interesting moral problem for once. Um <laughs> Ken, you never played Odyssey, right? Assassin's Creed Odyssey? I did not. Kehun, did you ever play Assassin's Creed Odyssey? Uh no. There's there's a choice at the beginning of the game, uh, where and surprisingly that game, I guess Ken, now that you've played Valhalla, you kinda have a sense of this, but like it does a lot of these Bioware-style choices where you can kind of have these things that will then have consequences later on in the game. Mm-hmm. And um, there's there's a choice early on where there's, like, a family on the island who has been stricken by the plague, and you can either opt to let the let the police, the, the legionnaires or whatever, um, kill the family to, uh, you know save the island from a potential plague outbreak or um, basically say like, Hey, why don't you just leave them quarantined and we'll just, you know, don't, don't kill them. That's messed up. Just try to like enact the best procedures. And, and you end up, I think killing legionaries in that situation, but saving the family. If you choose that option, that second option, you come back to that Island later in the game. And the entire place is just in ruins from an outbreak of the plague because the family ended up spreading it to everybody and i realized that in 2021 it's a very dark (laughs) storyline but um that was fascinating to me at the time because i was like okay here's this ubisoft game where you would assume that they would try to give you like just this power fantasy and then they end up taking this thing that you assume is like the good paragon path and giving you a bad consequence that ruins an entire island of the game permanently like you cannot reverse that there's no way to fix it you have just completely destroyed this island because of it and that's fascinating to me and i i don't know if that happens if you let this dude leave the cave and live i kihun did you did you take the dude out as well did you also mercy kill this dude yeah (laughs) yeah okay so we're all we're all on board with the mercy killing yeah (laughs) but um that's just that's personally fascinating to me is like that's i think a way to do good and evil that isn't just so obviously binary and ridiculous but um as we go in we find the mother mother is just a really big version of these cannibals which i was kind of bummed out about i was really hoping for this like big elaborate monster instead it was like oh it's a giant version of the cannibal monsters okay Mm. um and We get this... This boss fight was boring. (laughs) Like, we just hit pillars. Mm -hmm. And at first, I thought it was... I had to get the mother to run into the pillars because I feel like that's what it was kind of implying with the lead-up to it. And then Henpacto was just like, yo, just hit the pillars, just hit the pillars, man. And I'm like, really? And so I went and hit the pillars. I was like, oh, I can just do that and end this fight like that. Um, And then you get a cut scene where... Ho makes a joke about his wife's cooking or something, and the whirlwind is doing black whirlwind things, and we all run for the exit. And that's that. <laughs> kind of a kind of a letdown of a final boss fight, not gonna lie. <laughs> mm. No. Um Bioware and bad boss fights. Can't imagine it. Um who could have 14? But then we run into the forest shadow, she thanks us, the forest will recover, uh, we will never meet again. A little bit more foreshadowing. Uh so here I did I did the pirate ship place last, so I had to fight Lim and Gao at the same time, but apparently you did not have to. Did you yeah, not I, have to?
2: No, I, I fought him here at the forest. Um Okay. And he
0: had like a squad of both of them with him. Ah, okay. I did not have to do that. That's interesting. Huh. Interesting. Well, now now all three of us have the amulet, which really just means we get two more slots for gems. <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> get to slot more of those sick gems. And then Yun is like, "Awesome, y'all are great. Here's the wind map. Uh back to the camp. Looks like we've got a big old party and we're headed to the Imperial City and that is the blessed end of tn's landing the <laughs> longest section of game we have ever covered in one sitting yeah in I, don't I don't know if that's true but it's very uh, long i mean i the only thing i could think to compare it to is the mass effect 3 finale which was admittedly also very very long but um that was definitely no, our longest impactful. episode but oh yeah but man Folks, we got there. We got here. We're here at the end of it. Uh, we're <laughs> heading to the Imperial City. I'm thrilled. But before we do that, we gotta do some thanks. As always, uh, we are Normandy FM, a retrospective podcast currently covering Jade Empire. Be sure to keep up with our episodes. You can follow along at twitter.com normandy show. And as always, we have a Patreon that helps keep the lights on. Uh, we're working. I swear to God, by the time this episode is live, we will have the Packer Discord live. Um, there have been issues on the tech side of getting that stuff to work. And uh, we just, hopefully this most recent bout of emails will solve that problem and we will have a backer Discord live. If you'd like to be a part of that, you can head over and back at patreon.com slash normdfm. As always, we shout out the folks who back at a certain tier every episode. This week, that list is—excuse me—a mild hiccup there. Kevin Kulikowski, Chris Johns, Alice Hawk, Colin, just Colin, just Zach Mickle, the Wedge of Destiny, and Will Bang. Okay, thank you all so much. Oh my lord, we have four more episodes of Jade Empire. Is that right? Am I? It's six six chapters, I, Ken? I, Am I right about I,
2: that? I think it's seven chapters, but I think we have four seven episodes.
0: Seven chapters? Okay, seven chapters, four episodes. Something oh. like that. Uh, we're, we're currently working, no promises yet, but we're looking at having some guests on uh, over the next couple episodes. Um, obviously, we will let y'all know uh, ahead of time whether we get that stuff locked in or not. But as always... Well, we do Ken, have somebody locked in for next well, week. We have someone locked in for next week? Oh, that's we exciting. Yeah, did you did you dm this to me and i forgot about it yeah ken who do we have on next week uh sam Greer is coming
2: on and she is one of the people that like is super jazzed about jade empire which admittedly we've had trouble finding people because like <laughs> jade empire is like not as beloved as uh mass effect and dragon age but sam is one of the people she was like the jade empire liker has logged on so uh Excellent. yeah will be here with us to go through the imperial city
0: the imperial city and as what i understand is the start of romance in jade empire we're going to start wooing people if we so choose uh i'm looking forward to the takes on that as well um but for for myself for ken for kihoon thank you all so much for tuning in this week we will see you next week on a hopefully shorter hopefully more manageable episode of Normandy
3: at that.